Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great. You shall be a blessing. Notice this. This is, this is how God introduces himself to people. <laughs> God is good. Did you, I mean, did we miss all that? Because I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. You're going to be a blessing. I'm going to bless those that bless you. I'm going to curse those that curse you. That, that's covenant. What God is saying is your enemies are going to be my enemies. Because I love you like that. And that's not just an Old Testament Jewish principle. That's even in the New Covenant when, when Saul persecuted the church. Jesus went to Saul and said, why are you persecuting me? Well, Saul never touched Jesus, but when you touch his body, you touch him. So this isn't just an Old Testament Jewish idea. God says, your enemies are my enemies. And I'll fight for you. Amen. Oh, man, I feel like preaching today. I got so much to say. And all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Las Vegas will be blessed because of you. Las Vegas is better because we're here. So Abram departed. As the Lord had spoken to him. One more passage to give you a little more revelation into this moment from Hebrews 11, verse 8. Now, the writer of Hebrews is, is describing this moment. He says this, It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land, and God would give him as an inheritance. He went without knowing, without knowing where he was going. Without knowing where he was going. Uh, we're in this series on faith. We're in this series on great faith. And today I want to preach from this subject. I know God can. I know God will. But I don't know how. <laughs> is, anyone in, is anyone in number three right now? Is that all right? <laughs> I wish I could. I wish it was like, I know God can. I know God will. And I know exactly how. It's all going to work out. I wish I could give you that word. Don't have it. But I do know he can and I do know he will just don't know how. And that's the faith element. Father, thank you for the moments we share. Bless your word and bless our time together in Jesus' mighty name. And the whole church said amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Faith is acting like and living like God is telling you the truth. Faith is acting like, faith is living like God is telling you the truth. Faith doesn't mean we get everything we want. But it is the conviction that if I'm going to receive anything from God, it's going to require faith. So I can't tell you that if you have faith in God, you get everything you've ever wanted. I can't, I can't promise you that, and the Bible doesn't promise us that. But I, but I can tell you this. Faith is the conviction that if I'm going to get anything from God, it's going to require faith. Huh. Remember that without God, we cannot, and without faith, God will not. So faith cannot be a concept I visit. It can't be just an emergency room that I run to when I'm in trouble, but it must be a lifestyle that I possess. So the Bible tells us I have to walk by faith. You have to walk by faith. We have to walk by faith. It's, it's a daily walk. 
if, if you're moving, it's got to be by faith. If you're talking, it's got to be by faith. If you're praying, it's got to be by faith. If you're deciding, it's got to be by faith. If you're, if you're, if whatever you do in every manner of your life, we walk by faith and not by sight. So, so it doesn't surprise me that that God's first faith encounter in Scripture, the book of Genesis, this is what God tells Abram to do: just start walking. Think about this idea. And, and Romans 4 tells us that Abraham believed. And it was accredited unto him as righteousness. His belief was in his movement. His faith was in his feet. Because a faith that does not move is not faith. So God, here is God's only instruction. Just start moving, Abram. Grab your wife and go. No other details. And this is how faith works. And this is how faith will work in your life. And I know you want clarity. (laughs) But just start walking. See, clarity is the reward for your faith. But you never get clarity first. Sorry. You don't get clarity first. You get faith first. And then you get clarity. Clarity is the reward for faith. See, if the clarity's already there, and sometimes it is, it doesn't require faith. That's okay. That, that's actually great. There's moments in your life that you don't need faith. You just, you, you got it. It's right there. You, you know what you want. And you can do it. That's great. That doesn't require faith. But there are moments in your life that are going to require faith. And how do I know I need faith? Because there is no clarity. Faith requires movement before manifestation. Confidence in God before clarity and believing before seeing. No, I got to keep preaching. Get the podcast. So many of us live a life void of the fruit and adventure of faith. Because we would rather have the comfort of sight right now. So we never experience the fruit of faith. We never experience the reward of faith. We never experience the harvest of faith. Why? Because we've decided to live in sight and in clarity. And it's a good life, but it's not a God life. It's an okay life, but it's not an Ephesians 3.20. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all I could ask or think according to the power that's working on the inside of me. Because I've never tapped into that power. You don't get exceedingly abundantly without power. But you've got to get in a lifestyle and in a position where the power is required. I've got a a Jeep 4x4 and I've never put it in four-wheel drive. So there there is a massive part of my vehicle that I've never even tapped into. Listen, there is a faith on the inside of you and there is a life that God has for you But you got to put that thing in four-wheel drive, and you've got to get off the pavement into the adventure called faith. So the call of God and the call of faith will take you out of your comfort zone, out of the sight zone, and into the adventure of following Jesus. We're We're talking about faith. We're talking about I know God can, and I know God will. I just don't know how. Let me give you a few ideas on faith. Here's the first one. Faith knows. Faith knows. 
Abram departed as the Lord had spoken. He got a word. He didn't know much more, but he knew that. All Abraham had was a word, and all Abraham needed was a word. The word is all you're going to get. I'd like the word and clarity. No, you just get the word. (laughs) This is why Jesus would say in Matthew 3, man doesn't live by bread alone. I don't live by the natural alone. I live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, this is a great reminder, especially in the season that we're in in the world. I was, I was looking at a thing yesterday of the, of the inflation and all of the numbers that are going up. And, you know, everything's getting more expensive. And you can so quickly go to the natural and go into fear and go into all kinds of worry. And I just had to remember, man doesn't live by bread alone. Thank God it's getting more expensive. Man doesn't live by beef alone. Okay, it's getting more expensive. Okay, man doesn't live by gas alone. Dear Jesus, man doesn't. I live by the word of God. Here's what, here's a, it doesn't mean that I deny what's going on in our world. It just means that I better have a source that is greater than anything that I can see. So, so it means that I'm not simply sustained by the natural, but will require a deep connection to God's voice and will for my life. See, what sustained Jesus in the desert for 40 days was not food. It was God's word. And what is going to sustain us in this season of our world, what's going to sustain us through 2021 and into 2022, what's going to sustain us through this season that our world finds itself in will not just be in the natural, but will be in the super. Natural. It will be in the Word of God, consuming the Word of God, hearing the Word of God, and choosing to allow the Word to be our greatest influence. So the Bible said that word, the Word is meat, the Word is bread, the Word is milk, the Word is honey. And if you're feeling weak in your faith, it might be time to change your spiritual diet. And let me just talk to a plateaued believer for a second. If you feel plateaued today, remember that every time God transitioned Israel, he changed their diet. Now, this is a whole sermon, but I'm going to give it to you in 30 seconds. When they were in Egypt, they got fish, leeks, and onions. But when he took them into the wilderness, they got manna and quail. But when they went into the promised land, the Bible said in Joshua 5, the manna stopped, the manna ceased. And now they had to harvest their own grains in their own land. So every time God took them to a new level, he had to put them on a new diet. And a lot of you want to go to a new level, but you haven't changed your diet yet. So you're still consumed with the world, and you're still consumed with the news, and you're still consumed with the natural, and you have not taken your word level to the next level. And the life that God has for you and the life that's on the inside of you is going to require a spiritual diet and the manna won't do and the quail won't do and the leeks and onions of Egypt will not do. It's about time you start sowing seed. It's about time you start reaping a harvest. It's about time you start going to the next level. So Hebrews 11.1 says that faith is the substance, right? We've, We've talked about this a lot. It's the evidence of things not seen for this is... Uh, for by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. That, that testimony is in heaven. God wants to talk good about you. God wants to gossip about you in a good way. <laughs> we, 
Well done, my good and faithful servant. God, God wants to have a good testimony about you. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God and the things which we are, which we, um, that are seen were not made of things which are visible. So the things we see didn't start that way. They started by the invisible force of faith when God spoke. So if the word of God shaped the world, the word of God is going to shape your world. My life and my world will be shaped by my faith, and my faith is being shaped by the word. So faith is the substance while I'm hoping. So I'm believing for manifestation, but in the meantime, I've got faith, and I've got substance to it. I've got movement to it. I've got action to it. I've got works tied to it. I'm believing for a manifestation, but while I'm believing for the manifestation, I have substance called faith. I'm, I'm, I'm believing for manifestation, but in the meantime, I have evidence, and my evidence is faith. I'm waiting on things not seen yet. I haven't seen it yet, but while I'm waiting, I got evidence. What's your evidence? My evidence is faith. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says it like this, therefore... I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive them. Believe you receive them. Believe you receive them and you will have them. Because you have to receive it in the spirit before you ever receive it in the natural. You have to have substance and evidence in the spirit before you ever hold it in your hand in the natural. And a lot of us want natural things and are believing for breakthroughs and are believing for, for manifestation, but we don't even have evidence yet. We don't even have substance yet. This guitar, I brought this guitar this morning. It's one of my favorite guitars. I've had it for a long time. Um, I bought this online. And uh, actually, when I went to purchase it, the, the guy who was selling it to me Knew who I was. He goes, hey, is this Jabin, Jabin? Like the Jabin, the worship leader Jabin? Because I used to lead worship back in the day. I used to be like, I used to be like one of these cool kids up here. <laughs> I used to be one of the cool worship leaders. And so I said, yeah, that's me. And he goes, oh, my gosh. He goes, oh, this is such an honor that I get to sell this guitar to you. I said, oh, thank you, you know. And so, so I go, how does it play? He goes, oh, it plays so good. I said, how does it sound? He goes, oh, it sounds so good. Um. What do you love about it? Oh, I love this spot. I love this spot. Oh, man, it's amazing. Oh, my gosh, it just feels so great. Oh, man, it's just, it was like it was made for you. I said, okay. So I bought it. And when I bought it, I got evidence. I got pictures and I got a receipt. I didn't, I didn't, this wasn't in my hand yet, but I had substance. So I went to my worship team the, the next Sunday and I said, guys, I got a new guitar. Whoa, whoa, what'd you get? I got a TMG. It was made by Taylor himself. Oh my gosh, this thing is, I mean, it's handmade. Oh my gosh, it's just, oh, it's perfect. Wow, how does it play? Oh, it's perfect. How does it sound? Amazing. It was like it was made just for me. Wow, where is it? Well, it's in the mail. But then I pulled out my phone. I said, but here's the, here's the pictures. Here's the evidence. Here's, the re- here's what I paid for. Here's the receipt. Here's the substance. I am preaching. And while I'm waiting on manifestation, I have a receipt. 
I wish somebody had helped me preach this morning. And while I'm waiting to hold it in my hand, I've got evidence. I've got the word, and this is more real to me than the thing I'm believing for. Because the thing I'm believing for is only the result of the faith that God gave me in this book. So I don't even need to hold this, it's already done, I got it. And I already got a testimony, I'm already telling the story. And before I ever held it in my hand, see, be, before I ever had it, I received it. And if I could have faith in some dude from Northern California who shipped me this guitar, I'd better be able to have faith in Almighty God and declare I'm healed, declare I'm prospering, declare God's doing a miracle in my life, declare I'm whole, declare that the promises of God are yes and amen. Because if this guy didn't lie to me, God's not going to lie to me. So I I had the substance and the evidence of the thing I was hoping for. And in prayer, you get the substance and the evidence. And then in God's time, it's in the mail. And now I'm trusting that One man sows and one man waters, but God gives the increase. I'm trusting God for the increase on the seeds of faith that I've sown. Can I get a good amen right there? Give God some praise if you you believe this today. This is how faith works. This is how faith faith works. So faith knows, but but here's point number two. Um, Faith doesn't know. (laughs) That kind of feels like a contradiction no it's a tension if I could just give you one more musical uh, illustration I promise I'll stop but 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 those strings have to be in the right tension so you don't tune a guitar once and forget about it and in a year go oh I guess I gotta get new strings no you got to tune it every day so there's a tension to faith here's the tension of faith faith knows faith doesn't know Hebrews 11.8, he went without knowing. <laughs> he, he moved on what he did know. And he moved on what he didn't know. And if, if we could just, especially for married couples in the house, can you just imagine? Hey, babe, God told me. God spoke to me. God's leading me. God's guiding me. God met with me. Awesome. What did he say? He said to go. Okay, okay, Abe, I, I trust you, babe, I trust you. Let's, let's go. Where, where, where are we going? Don't know, don't know. But pack up. We outing. Any direction? Nope, just we're going to go. We're going to go. Uh, that ain't, it's not flying in my house. I'll just tell you that right now. It's not flying in my house. My wife and I have to agree on where we're going to dinner before we even agree to the date. You want to go on a date Thursday? Where do you want to go? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Is it worth getting ready? Is it worth the investment? I'm not telling her, hey, we're packing up. We're leaving City Light. We're, we're leaving Vegas. Where, where are we going? I don't know. Just we got to go. So here's what the Bible tells us. The Bible tells us, Psalm 119, the word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. 
You see that? Um, it's, it's not the Luxor light that you can see from space. It's not, it's not your headlights on your car when you put the brights on and you can see for. It's, it's right here. Lord, I'd like more. No. I want it to say the, 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 thy word is like the sun. No. The word of God is like a bright spotlight. No. The word of God is like a raging fire. No, it's just a little light. You can just see what's going on right here. Oh, we got water here. Okay. Oh, we got rocks here. Okay. Oh, we got a snake here. Okay. We got to move. Okay. We got, okay. We got some things here. This is all I get. Where are you going? I don't know. But, but I can only go at the speed of this light. <laughs> step by step. Day by day. Moment by moment. Little by little. That's how God told Israel they were going to take over the land. He goes, y'all fired up? Yeah, yeah, we're fired up. We're ready to go. Cool. Little by little. I want everything God has for me. I want to give you everything I have for you. But it would crush you so little by little. And by the way, you go, you go, I'd like to know everything. You don't want to know everything. Because that would crush you. And you can't even emotionally today handle where God's taking you. Because you have to grow. Like, I couldn't handle what I've been going through recently, three and a half years ago, if God would have showed it to me. I wouldn't have done, I wouldn't have done this. But three and a half years later, because, because I've had to carry weight, it wasn't, it wasn't my favorite couple of days, but I'm all good. Why? Because little by little. That's why, that's why God gave Joseph a picture of, of how great his future was going to be and then just kind of forgot to tell him about the 14-year. Because the details would have discouraged Joseph. See, y'all think you need details. They would discourage you. Y'all want details, but they would crush you. A lot of you want clarity, but it would void the call on your life. So God gives you just a glimpse of your future. He gives, you, he gives you a promise for your future, but with very few details and rarely with a timeline. Abraham, you're going to have kids. Awesome, I'm 75. We better hurry up. Yeah, yeah, in 25 years. Faith doesn't know. And you, you have to get comfortable with not knowing. Because what you know is enough. And what you don't know, watch, is grace. It's grace. I wonder why God isn't giving me more clarity on that. Grace. I wonder why God isn't telling me more about that. Grace. Because he's preparing you right now for what he's prepared for you. So I don't need to know. 
I only need to know what God tells me I need to know. <laughs> and what I don't need to know is none of my business. But I have to obey on what I do know. And I have to obey in spite of what I don't know. You got to step out. That's what Jensen Franklin would say. You got to step out and then find out. You got to step out and then you got to find out. It's like, it's like these couples that'll date for years and years and years and years and years and live together and never get married. Like, what else can you find out? Well, you know, I just, and, and let me just say this. Once you get married, you'll, you will find out. So what are you waiting for? Whether you date for six months or six years, you're going to get married and go, who are you? And what you do with my boyfriend? What you do with my girlfriend? So you might as well just step out and find out. I don't know what happened on the front row, but I'm not even, not even going to ask for it. I'm going to keep going. You got to. Am I preaching the truth? Am I preaching the truth? Every married couple said, oh my, okay, oh my, oh my. Number, number three, number three, we got we to gotta get it back. We got to get back. Faith goes. Faith knows. Faith doesn't know. Faith goes. Verse 4, so Abram departed. <laughs> I, have the, I have the most simple question for you. What is God asking you to do? Do it. I heard a sigh from the front row. I know that sigh. You know what that it was? A, I know. <sighs> Because you know. Because if you're a believer, you know. Because if you have the Holy Spirit, you know. Because if you have any semblance of a relationship with Jesus, you know. I know what I needed. I need to forgive that person. I need to talk to that man. I need to, yeah. I need to do, yeah, I know, yeah. I need to handle that work, that problem at work, yep, yeah, I know. I need to, boom, you know it. Faith goes. His mother said to the servants, this is Mary speaking to the servants, about Jesus. Whatever he says to you, do it. Faith goes. James would say it like this. The half-brother of Jesus would say it like this. Faith without works is dead. Faith goes. And when God commands us, and when God demands of us, it always leads to blessing. Never forget this. It always leads to answers. It always leads to wisdom. It always leads to better. From water to the best wine. That's what John 2 did. Now, I don't know how expensive the best wine is. But if we went to Lee's today, I don't encourage you to do that. But if you go to Lee's today and go, I want a bottle of your best wine. 
I promise it will be more expensive than a bottle of Fiji or Dasani. So when God commands of you and when God demands of you and when God speaks to you, do it. Because it always leads to better. Proverbs 4.18 says the path of the righteous is getting brighter and brighter. See, last week I talked about how God is a rewarder. It makes makes a lot of people nervous. Listen, I'm not saying if you obey God, every little miracle that you've ever wanted and every little perfect thing is a... No, no, no. It means that as you obey God, the overarching theme of your life and the overall overarching direction of your life is, here it is, brighter and brighter. It's not perfect but it's brighter and brighter. I'm not promising you a numerical amount, brighter and brighter. I'm not promising you this is, this is gonna happen. or this, No, brighter and brighter. This is where obedience always and faith. Abram, I promise you it's gonna be good for you if you will just depart, if you will just go. Faith goes, faith moves, faith obeys. First John 5, 3 says it like this, loving God means keeping his commandments. Can I have the keys come up? Loving God means keeping his commandments. And his commandments, here's the big part, they're not burdensome. How can a commandment not be burdensome? Because you know what's on the other side of it. And it's good. And it's great. And it's life. And it's joy. And it's peace. This, this week, we, uh, we've got two big things coming up for Goldie. She turns five in November and then obviously Christmas. So we went through her toys. And we did a purge. And she just sobbed over toys she has not looked at in years. Every parent knows my pain right now. Dad, she'd run in my office. I'm standing, Dad, just sobbing. I cannot get rid of my castle because that's where my toys go in the middle of the night when we're all sleeping. They go in there and they need it in there. I said, Shannon, don't you dare give away that castle. I mean, I have you no heart? No. And then when Goldie wasn't looking, we shoved it outside, you know, and, and so... Because she's, she's now going to be five with all these toys for two-year-olds. She's outgrown her stuff. But just because you've outgrown it doesn't mean you've given it away yet. Boy, I'm preaching this morning. And in order for her, see, because we already know her future. We already know the boxes that are in the garage. We already know about the fifth birthday, birthday present. We already know about Christmas. We already know what, what Papa and Mimi and Grandma and Grandpa are getting her. We already know. So, so we're clearing room. This is what obe- obedience clears space out of your toxic soul. Obedience clears space from your mind. Obedience clears space. Obedience clears the room for a miracle. And then, so, so she has to trust that better is on the way. Abraham, leave this place and start moving.
better is on the way. Can you obey God and trust that better is on the way? Observe the requirements of the Lord your God, 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 3. And follow all of his ways. Keep the decrees, commandments, regulations, and laws written by the law of Moses. In other words, obey the word. Obey the word. The best you can, obey the word. So that you will be successful in all you do. And wherever you go. You know what I love about wherever you go? Can we put it back up one more time? That, that speaks to me of location and season. Well, you know, in Vegas, wherever I go. Well, you know, in the desert, wherever you go. Well, you know, with COVID, wherever you go. Well, you know, with, these, with all these new regulations, wherever you go. Well, we don't know what the government's going to do, wherever you go. I feel this for somebody right now. I'm not just going to be successful in all I do. I'm going to be successful wherever I go. That means that the season and the geography of where I am cannot limit me because God's blessing is greater than a zip code and God's blessing is greater than a pandemic and God's blessing is greater than government and God's blessing is greater than whatever's going on in our world right now. God's blessing is greater. And God said, I'll make you successful. I'll make you succeed. I'll make you prosper. I'll make you the head and not the tail. And I'll, and I'll do that in all that you do. That means, that means it's, well, I'm not just talking about money here. Okay, I'm not just talking about what, what things can buy. I'm talking in everything, in all you do. In your marriage, in your relationships, in your walk with God, in your peace, in your mind, in everything you do and wherever you go. Don't limit faith to, to a brand or to a financial figure. Don't limit faith to that. That's so, that's so bottom barrel. I'm talking about whatever you do, who you are, and wherever you go. I know God can. I know God will. I just don't know how. So I'm going to take one step at a time. Am I preaching to anybody this morning? I'm going to take one step at a time. And God's going to make it clear. Little by little. Father, I thank you for the life that you offer us. Thank you for the overcoming power of faith that can sustain us through every season and can cause us to receive and reap the promises of God. Lord, I thank you for this word. Lord, we declare we know you can and we know you will and, and, and we don't know how you're going to do it or when you're going to do it, but we trust you. And our faith is the evidence of that. And our faith is the substance of that. And we believe we'll see it with our eyes. We will hold it in our hands. 
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And everybody said a good amen. Amen, 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 amen. and amen. Praise God.